Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. Andy, what did you do with your day off from NBA? I know you're such a big NBA guy. You must have just had nothing to do yesterday. No, there were, yeah, it sucked. I, I stayed up way too late watching election stuff. And it, it's fun how, like, I was telling Dan this. Like, you know, many years ago, the the, the actual bastions of, uh, I don't know, television, network television, net television news with your Walter Cronkites, your, even your Peter Jenningses, like, there was there was a modicum of like, you know, I'm here to report the news, not to react to it. And then just watching election coverage, I forgot like, oh, there's channels that cheer for one team and channels that cheer for the other team. It's just hilarious. Like again, Rachel Maddow, just giddy, just <laughs> gleeful during the uh, the election results being read. It was uh, it's it's something to take in. I and I only watch that channel because I love. Steve, uh, whatever, Kanaki or whatever, the, the teleprompter guy. But uh, it was fun. Made a few bucks. Um, I watched a little Maction. That's good as well. Matt um, crushing the Maction. Matt, yeah, Matt. Shout Matty out to Maxon. Matt crushing Maxon it. Matty. Yeah, five out of six yesterday. He bet every side in total in Maction went five or six. Congrats to him. We're back in the association today. Golf starts tomorrow. Tennis is still firing away on most cylinders and college hoops is back. I know we had games yesterday. I didn't, I, I should have tweeted something like in case anyone was waiting for me to bet on something, there was nothing to play yesterday. I, I leaned Coppin, which pissed me off because they were like a 18 point dog that I, you know, was legitimate to win the game at certain points. So, um, but we'll bet some stuff today. It's fine. I have one bet today. It's moving already, but still like it at the number it's at. So hump day starts in the NBA as we're just dying to get back to the association. It's like the mini all-star break. It is kind of interesting to have an entire day off of basketball. I'd I'd be curious to see if this is something the league would want to do more often. I mean, it was kind of fun having everybody play yesterday, the staggered start times and whatnot. That was interesting. And then we come back today, again, 13 games, not the same dynamic um, timing and stuff like that. Not that that makes a huge difference. Yeah, Monday was cool. I mean, I think yeah, we buried the lead on Monday a little. I mean, you mentioned how many games were in the staggered start time, but that was kind of awesome. I would do that again. Right, like that's. I wonder if the NBA maybe adopts that as a scheduling model more often. Give actually give these guys full days off to travel and stuff. Maybe we find a way. I know something spread. Our buddy Spread Astaire has always talked about how do we get the NBA in a more NFL style schedule where there's you know days off, days on, so we have more time to digest information, more time to handicap stuff. But I digress. We got 13 games tonight. Just three picks for me. Um, a lot of these lines came out pretty close to where I had them, or there's just kind of a lot to unpack. Um, you know, for example, I'm not sure um, what to make of this, say, uh, Portland-Charlotte game on a lot of guys like Charlotte tonight, but hard to figure out what – I'm sorry, guys like Portland tonight, but hard to figure out how they're going to be with Lillard coming back in their first game. Um, a lot of little stuff like that. But if you looked, I do like the Brooklyn Nets um, still without Kyrie Irving. 
think that just simplifies things a lot here. Um, they've got their shooters back. Seth Curry is healthy. Joe Harris is healthy. Ben Simmons is just playing basketball, and no one's really seems to be worried about what he's doing, which, you know, he's very good defensively. He sets up nicely for this team as kind of a small ball center. They can be really good with just Kevin Durant and kind of the shooters and what they built here. Um, you know, wish they had a couple more bodies, but like the matchup tonight against the New York Knicks, the Nets generally play the Knicks very, very well. Um, the Knicks have always struggled against Durant and especially this kind of level of shooting. Now, they've been a little bit better this year with Brunson and things like that. But um, going back and looking at the Knicks here, just they've really taken advantage of bad teams this year and struggled against the better teams, which I think the Nets are starting to build themselves into being. Happy to lay the Nets minus three here. Had this closer to five, five and a half. Um, would play minus three and a half or anything like that or better. Um, your Minnesota Timberwolves um, have not had a great start to the season. Um, a lot of the stuff that we talked about them having the most wins looks like that's not going to come to fruition, but getting themselves kind of back into form here, um, figuring out kind of what to do and how to stagger these big guys. Again, Gobert can be really good, but they're still struggling to figure out the spacing on the floor for guys like Anthony Edwards, the Phoenix Suns on the road here. Again, everybody had yesterday off, so there's not too many bad travel spots, but Chris Paul expected to be out of the game tonight, and I think that's why this line is kind of on the move here a little bit. Um, actually play this at plus 110. Um, have you guys as short favorites here. So Timberwolves minus one or better looks good. Again, minus 10 or better on the money line. I'm happy to just play that. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers, they're all healthy. Everybody had a day off. They played um, a pretty good game on um, – Monday night, had the day off, are in Sacramento tonight against a, K a Kings team that should just be overwhelmed by the level of talent here. I think the market is just a little behind on this Cavaliers team now that they're back to full strength with both Garland and Mitchell healthy. Um, the defensive matchups here should just be fantastic for them. Mobley and Allen should be able to shut down just about everything the Kings want to do. And from a guard perspective, um, you know, Darren Fox and those guys are pretty solid, but not a lot that you're going to ask of Garland and Mitchell tonight. So they should be free to put up some big numbers. Really really like the Cavaliers here have them closer to seven point favorites honestly so anything five or better looks good there so two favorites and one I guess underdog sort of underdog a wood dog as you call them dog. the Minnesota wood dogs the slumber puppies the timber pups the uh I don't know we the north we the north that's Toronto isn't it never mind I don't know what our hashtag is tree pups I don't know who cares I, I'm gonna have to look that up you guys have a good stadium. Uh, it's a pretty solid crowd up there. Minnesota, they stand out for basketball. Honestly, Prince, yeah, Prince it loves is. basketball. Well, he loves basketball. Loved. He is uh, no longer with us. Um, yeah, you know what? As far as stadiums go, arenas, I suppose we'll call them arenas. Minnesota's not doing too bad as far as basketball goes. We have um, Target Center's really nice. And the the, uh, the atmosphere is really good. Both times I went last year, obviously the playoff atmosphere was nuts. It was a ton of fun. Hope to People do that again. Themselves to the floor. Uh, oh yeah, and, and and the lady that so everyone has seen this video a million times, right? The the lady who takes off Tries from like behind the bench gets and gets leveled. tackled immediately. Like I was at that game. Perfect tackle. I was. I I'm. I'm just. I watched her get drugged up the like all the way up the tunnel that just grabbed her by the legs and drug her it was wild so every time i go to a game somebody runs on the field because i was at the one of the glue to games too the 76ers game i went to they they did the glue yeah. thing and then uh the last the only twins game i went to some kid ran in the outfield and got tackled as well it's just a it's an ongoing theme for people me, get which, excited when Andy's in the stadium people people are just they, they want to show off for me i guess but uh houston open 
starts tomorrow. Talked a little on Monday. Obviously, Noonan and I did a show yesterday. If you want to catch that, it wasn't very long because we are in the swing season. We don't have a ton to say. It's a two, just two of us on the show instead of three right now. So, I mean, half hour going over some of our favorite outright plays. You can catch that on the same YouTube channel if you want to go check it out. I'll give a little uh, course background, field background, and talk about uh, five, six, seven guys that we've bet. I have a, a head-to-head matchup I want to talk about today, though, as this one stuck out pretty hard for me. Um, it's more of a Mackenzie Hughes fade because this is a place, and Noonan hit on this a ton, this is a place where it's going to matter how you drive the ball. And this is a guy that not only has below average driving distance, but kind of stinks. Like as far as accuracy goes, well, just so he can't hit it long or accurately. Yeah, that's the thing. So there, there are a lot of guys. It's like, hey, you are below average. Yeah, you're below average driver of the ball as far as distance goes, but you're very accurate. Like you've given up some distance for accuracy. Or the guys who's like, hey, you hit the ball three twenty five every time, but you're a little squirrely on accuracy. Like it seems like. You know, that's a, it's like when you, when you build your character at the end of the video game, you only have so many points to use and he didn't use his points on anything. He's shorter than average off the tee and he's not very accurate as far as any metric you want to use. He loses strokes uh, consistently and just uh, strokes gained off the tee, ball striking, tee to green, anything makes up for it around the green. And with a short game, it's not the kind of course where I think you're going to be able to do that. It's a longer course. It's a, you know, it's a long par 71. And Aaron Rye, middle of the pack guy for me, maybe a little above average. I don't, I don't want to say anything too great about Aaron Rye. Nothing special. He is actually very accurate off the tee. He does hit the ball well. He finds, you know, he finds his fairways. He's about the same. Di- like they're the same guy distance-wise, just a lot more accurate off the tee. So, getting him at minus 120 for a full tournament. I don't think Mackenzie Hughes finds the weekend. This is my uh, my favorite look for the weekend as far as head-to-heads. It's, that is a strange combination. And you, you explained it perfectly. Again, usually you're long and wrong or you're short and accurate. You know, it's yeah. very rarely that you're short and you can't hit it accurate. Yeah. And it's not as if he's incredibly short, but he's, he's below average. Like, if you're right. going to be that inaccurate, you should be a bomber. Like, and he's definitely not classified as a bomber. Well, it's um, that's that's tough. So I guess you know he's a professional golfer. Obviously, he's pretty good. He must have a great iron game he or better than us. really good. Putter. Really, yeah. He he picks up a lot of strokes on the green around the green. So I don't think it's yeah, the right week to. for uh, it's not the right week for a guy like that. Yeah, playing catch up golf is tough. What's also tough, Andy, the end of the tennis season. The slog is here. I know I say there is always tennis, but um, look at the schedule on the women's side. We just have this 125 event and a bunch of really tiny ITFs, nothing really coming up. There is some Billie Jean um, Cup tennis or Billie Jean King Cup tennis, but I don't really know what to do with that. The men, it's just challengers, right? Yeah, it's it's bad on both sides. I, I think they should just call it the Billie Jean Cup. Whoo! <laughs> that would be fun. I like that. Maybe they probably have that. I don't know. It's probably a joke. I mean, we'll still have some 125s to drag through, but we continue. Um, got another parlay here. Unfortunately, our first leg yesterday, Sarah Ronnie didn't seem to have it. Got to actually watch a little bit of the match. Just looked kind of out of, out of form, out of shape there. So maybe she is struggling here at the end of the year. But two women that are actually in pretty good form here to finish the season and should be really happy to be on clay here. Um, Daka Kovinich, this is one of her best surfaces. Um, Probably remember her losing to Serena Williams in the U.S. Open. Um, 
it's just probably about all you really know about her, but real solid clay player, especially with these smaller events. And this one's tough. She's a pretty big favorite here. You know, I'm looking at minus 385, but I have this closer to minus 500 against Yuki Nato. Um, you know, the younger player generally does not like playing on clay, has little experience here. So happy to take the big favorite here. Again, should be an easy match for her. Um, played some her to win 2-0 as well at a decent price, but was happier here to put it together with Meyer Sharif um, coming off a clay title um, in Palermo, I believe it was, um, or Parma rather. I forget which P Italian city it was, but had a really nice tournament playing against some of the better players in the WTA. Um, clay is really her surface. Goes up against Brenda Fruvertova. You might remember Linda Fruvertova. This is Linda's younger sister. Brenda is 15, I think 16, maybe 16 years old, depending on when her birthday is. Um, a really solid player um, coming off a win in an ITF event. Actually, has won a couple ITF events in clay, but just has yet to come up against a player of this class and succeed. Um, Sharif here, a small favorite at minus 125. I have this closer to minus 150. You can just play Sharif straight up if you want, but I'm happy to put her with Kovinic again. So on edge there, we get plus 125 if we put it together and, you know, gives us a, a little parlay this afternoon. And um, as Kovinic is this afternoon, Sharif will be tomorrow morning. Sharif. I don't know who that is. I've not heard of that. Speaking player. of things you don't know about, yeah. Zanalytics here has a, a cricket play for us. That's our buddy. And I'm Zane looking that up. I can't cricket that I found it at Bavada already. There's it's cricket, folks. It's the um, cricket. They call it T20. There's only 20 overs, which, if you don't know anything about cricket, is a lower number than they usually play, which you know causes a little more craziness. But yeah, cricket. If you're up at three in the morning on the East Coast or uh, midnight, I guess, West Coast, India, playing England. This is not World Cup soccer, folks, but World Cup cricket. Minus one twenty-five. What do you think? I, I like it, and uh, you know I work with some Indians, so I like the, they love their cricket. They do. Whenever we whenever we do stuff in the work Slack where it's like, hey, everyone, you know, posts their favorite athlete or their craziest moment. It's like I always watch all those because I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, somebody put it was just you know like bet three six five or one of the european books that i follow on twitter posted some wild video of like somebody catching a ball near the boundary in cricket and i went to one of one of the guys i know at work and like hey explain this to me like i know this is crazy but like why i don't fully understand all the rules so I do. My brother-in-law plays cricket. He's from, he's from India, and I've gone to watch a few of the matches. Um, it's pretty funny the way they set up pitches around baseball fields, but it's pretty interesting. It's a lot going on out there. Yeah, the in college, the over by the engineering school, there has to be some fellas. They do it in a parking lot. They were playing cricket just out in this big asphalt parking lot. And I'd always slow down when I was driving past to watch that. Still don't understand any of it. But Nazalinix says the pitch is more suited to uh, India. And they've been Pitches bowling better so deal. far, which is fair. He makes it closer to minus 135, minus 140. Um, so, yeah, if you can get that number, kudos to you. If you want to bet some cricket, always love a play from the chat. And if you want to bet some basketball, you're going to get a worse Oops. number than me, I guess. Because this one did move. I didn't see a ton of movement in the market on Monday, the ones I played, which is, I don't know. It, it's a complicated thing to wrestle with because I bet these, and I like to win money. And I, like, I love CLV because over a long period of time, CLV means you're beating the market. The market agrees with you. And you should win money, but I hate it for content space. It sucks when I bet <laughs> something in the morning and it moves. Like, there are certain places that have this down at plus three and a half already. I would draw the line at four. I would bet a four here. 
I had it at five and a half when I ran the numbers this morning. By the time I get to books, the best I could do was a plus five minus 06. Um, so I was happy to get that, but I would play this down to floor Folda, Florida, Folda. Folda's a small town near where I grew up. The uh, Murray County Central Rebels. Florida, Gulf Coast University, Dunk Dunk City from years ago. Different coaching staff, different uh, cast of characters down there, but still a fun team. And they are out west. And you say, well, Andy, but they're playing San Diego. That's a nasty travel spot. Yeah, true, but it's not really super true. They've already played one game on Monday out in Los Angeles. They played USC. They beat a pretty decent USC team on the road pretty handily. In a, maybe not something you're going to see a ton. I don't know. Maybe USC's down a little, but... They did it without actually shooting all that well from three. They just, uh, it looks from the way the box score, they didn't turn them over that much. They just kind of did a little bit of everything. A lot of rebounds, especially on the offensive side. And uh, it just looks like a good win for them. So they've been out on the West Coast. They're heading down to San Diego to take on the Toreros. And this is a game that, like I said, it was lined up at plus five and a half. I think that was too much. I make this closer to like two and a half. I think this should be a single possession game. And uh, Florida Gulf Coast defense the three well. And San Diego, I, I, I'm i just not super sure they're going to be able to stop the three from what we've seen in, in you know a game that they beat the shit out of some like division three team called Sonoma state, but Sonoma state shot over 50% from three and granted. Uh, yeah, they were down for big chunks of the game. So maybe you can take that with a grain of salt, but I expect the three balls to be falling for Florida Gulf coast university. Like I said, plus four, I think this is a competitive game to the end and they have a shot to win this one. I just like it when you talk about a team I've heard of. Um, like San Diego, there's like four San Diego teams. Well, Florida Gulf Coast didn't they have a run in the t- in the tournament a couple? They years did. Ago? That's that's how they got the Dunk Dunk City stuff. That's right. No, Andy Enfield. Um, it's it, that was a fun. That was for sure a fun like run in the in the you know the the con. What do you call that? The big tournament, March Madness, what have you? And the other the other part too is like there's probably not you're probably not going to get super strong guard play. Like you don't have a great you know top uh, top level number one point guard in San Diego. I'm not super keen on them. I think they're a little overrated this year. My numbers say so at least. We'll see how that goes. Um, and then, yeah, no no Jackrabbits. I did look at that number. Obviously, I bet them once already this year. I looked at that price. Both South Dakota teams are in action today. Or is it just a... Uh, is it... Oh, no, yeah. South Dakota State playing at Boise. That's kind of a nasty spot. I'm actually right on market with that. And then the hated South Dakota Coyotes will be hosting Lipscomb, and I'm pretty much on market with that. I make it six. I think it is six right now. So neither of the South Dakota teams are making the card. Just Dunk City. And with that, we'll call it a hump day. I'll catch you guys tonight for the deep dive. If you want to take in some football content, me and Drew will be rapping uh, from whatever airport he's in. I'll be back here tomorrow. Alex has the day off tomorrow, so we're going to do some college football a day early. Which there's day college or there's weekday college football every day now. So we'll talk that. We'll talk some Thursday night football. Talk some more golf. We'll talk some probably more college basketball. We have fun Thursday for sure.